Hello and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level learners of English. Massive protests, the resignation of the government, widespread violence and a Russian-led security force. What is happening in Kazakhstan? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Thinking in English. Make sure you check out the blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for a full transcript of today's episode. And why not go over to my Instagram page? Both are linked in the description. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Take to the streets. Take to the streets. When people take to the streets, they express their opposition to something in public and often violently. For example, thousands of people have taken to the streets to protest against food shortages. Step. Step. A large area of land with grass but no trees, especially in Eastern Europe, Russia and Central Asia. As in, the people have lived for centuries on the Central Asian steppes. Landlocked. Landlocked. Completely surrounded by other countries, with no ocean borders. For instance, Kazakhstan is the largest landlocked country. Swathe. Swathe. A large area of land. For example, huge swathes of the rainforest are being cleared for farming and mining. To emerge. To emerge. To become known or develop as a result of something. As in, new business opportunities will emerge with advances in technology. Consolidate. Consolidate. Made stronger and more certain. As in, he was re-elected for another four years and his power was consolidated. To rock. To rock. If an event rocks a group of people or a society, it causes feelings of shock. For example, the managing director's resignation rocked the whole company. Blackout. Blackout. An action taken to make certain that information about something is not reported to the public. For instance, there was a news blackout after the revolution. Peacekeeping. Peacekeeping. The activity of preventing war and violence, especially using armed forces not involved in a disagreement to prevent fighting. As in, the UN sent a peacekeeping force to Rwanda.
Violent protests in the Central Asian country of Kazakhstan have seen thousands of citizens take to the streets, opposing an increase in fuel prices. In response, the government has resigned. Security forces have killed dozens of rioters, and a Russian-led military force has been sent to the country. Why are people protesting? What has happened so far? And what is Kazakhstan's future? Let's start with a little bit of background. Kazakhstan is a gigantic country, larger than the entirety of Western Europe, and has an incredible amount of natural resources. It borders countries including Uzbekistan, China and Russia, and stretches from the mountains in the east to the lowlands in the west, with large and empty steppes in the centre. Kazakhstan is the world's largest landlocked country, with areas of immense industrialization, areas of energy-rich resources, areas of fertile farmland, and large swathes of sparsely populated land. Around two-thirds of the country's population is ethnically Kazakh, with Russians making up about a quarter of the country and other minorities living in parts of the Central Asian state. The territory of modern Kazakhstan was historically home to different nomadic tribes, great empires including the Mongol Empire, and a variety of different peoples. In the late 16th century, the Kazakhs emerged as a distinct ethnic group and conquered much of the land that is now Kazakhstan. From the 18th century onwards, Russia began to gradually establish control over the region and eventually Kazakhstan became one of the republics of the Soviet Union in 1936. What followed was years of mass migration and industrialization, as Soviet leaders tried to develop land, build new cities, grow more crops and take the region's resources. After the collapse of the USSR, Nursultan Nazarbayev won an uncontested election and, was, uh, and declared Kazakhstan an independent country. The country has now become the dominant Central Asian state, both economically and politically, with a massive goal, uh, sorry, massive oil and gas industry, as well as vast mineral resources. Kazakhstan has quickly developed and now makes up 60% of the entire region's GDP. Nursultan Nazarbayev, the country's founder remained an authoritarian leader until 2019 and faced little opposition or challenge throughout his, re- throughout his reign. Although the country claims it is a democracy, Freedom House rated Kazakhstan as a consolidated authoritarian regime, where freedom of speech is not respected and Kazakhstan's electoral laws do not provide free and fair elections. The human rights situation in the country is also often seen as very poor. According to Human Rights Watch, 
Kazakhstan heavily restricts freedom of assembly, speech, and religion. In 2019, President Nazarbayev stepped down from his role, but made sure to create a new position for himself as founder of the nation and gave himself lifetime chairmanship of the influential Security Council. In the West, Nazarbayev was known for giving up nuclear weapons left in the country by the former Soviet Union and for relocating the capital city of, uh, to the city of Astana, which he then named Nur Sultan after himself, Nur Sultan Nazarbayev. However, his time in charge was also known for harsh crackdowns on any opposition, the appointment of his own family and friends to key political roles. In fact, his family is still suspected to own or control much of Kazakhstan's economy. Nazarbayev selected his colleague Kasim Jomat Tokayev as the new leader, with Tokayev indicating he would still rely on Nazarbayev's advice and keep the same style of policies. In the last few days, however, Kazakhstan has been rocked by massive protests across the country. Originally, the protests started over a sharp increase in fuel prices. Last weekend, at the beginning of 2022, the government lifted price limits on liquefied petroleum gas, also known as LPG, which is used as fuel by up to 90% of all vehicles in the country. Almost immediately after lifting the price caps, the price of fuel doubled. Protests first began in the oil-rich western regions before spreading throughout the entire nation by Tuesday. Moreover, the protests have been used to express anger at many other problems in the country, including unemployment, corruption and living standards. Protesters have stormed buildings, set fire to government offices and demanded that Nusultan Nazarbayev completely leaves all power in the country. Much of the current anger, in fact, is directed at the former president, president Mr. Nazarbayev. Kazakhstan's current president, Tokayev, has tried to calm the situation down. He issued a national state of emergency with curfews, restricted movements and internet blackouts. Furthermore, he ordered that the price of LPG was to be reduced to ensure stability in the country, as well as other policies to help people. The Prime Minister and the entire Kazakh government resigned, and the former President Nursultan Nazarbayev was removed from the country's Security Council. Despite all of these measures, the citizens are still protesting. Yesterday, security forces in the country killed numerous anti-government protesters in the largest city of Almaty. However, due to the internet blackout and the dangerous situation, it is difficult to really know what is going on in the country. There are even reports that security forces may have been helping protesters in some areas. Kazakhstan's President Tokayev, however, 
has asked for help. Help from who? The Collective Security Treaty Organization, or CSTO. Within hours of receiving the call from Tokayev, Russian and Belarusian special forces and soldiers were on planes ready to stop protesters across the country. Now, you've probably never heard of the CSTO before. I only briefly read about them during classes I took during my master's degree. The CSTO is a military alliance between former Soviet republics and allies, with a peacekeeping force and a rapid reaction force. Currently, the CSTO has six members, Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Russia and Tajikistan. For many years, the organisation did very little, apart from let Russia build military bases in neighbouring countries. In fact, when Kyrgyzstan had uh, problems, riots, about 10 years ago, Russia refused to help and the CSTO refused to help. However, 20 years after it was founded, the organization's mutual defense clause was finally activated by a member for the first time this week. And now Kazakhstan is receiving assistance from them. So here is today's final thought. On this episode of Thinking in English, I have tried to briefly explain what is happening in the Central Asian country of Kazakhstan. Protests have erupted across the massive country, resulting in violence, the resignation of government and Russian military support. From fuel prices to the influence of authoritarian leaders, the people are protesting over a wide range of issues. What is next for Kazakhstan? Well, it's too early to say for sure. However, President Tokayev has taken steps to distance himself from former President Nazarbayev and perhaps may begin to introduce some socio-economic reforms. On the other hand, I'm sure Kazakhstan, as well as all other uh, Central Asian and, I guess, former Soviet countries, must also be a little nervous over the involvement of Russian forces. Why? Well, although Vladimir Putin has long supported Kazakhstan's leaders, he has also long claimed that Kazakhstan is not a real country, but instead part of a greater Russia. Russia is also not shy about taking over or controlling parts of neighbouring countries during wars, struggles or protests. Just ask Georgia or Ukraine, which both lost territory to the Russian military. Kazakhstan's status as an oil and gas powerhouse also makes the state particularly valuable. What do you think? What do you think is the future of Kazakhstan? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description. Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. 
feel free to send me a message or I don't know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.